Okay, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to another Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott. Glad to be your your loyal and humble host of this program we call the Teal Shirt Report. Well, this time around, we're going to concentrate on a couple of things, uh, particularly the uh, quarterback situation where Gardner Minshew has really been given the reins at least now before the draft. Now, as you know, general manager Dave Codwell has surprised people with some picks in the past. He's got a lot of picks, too. And, you know, Doug Marone, the coach, I think Doug might have more say with this draft, too. They're both on the final years of their contract, head coach Doug Marone and general manager Dave Codwell. I think Marone, I think he's going to have some say in the room. Maybe not, well, I I will go on record as saying certainly not as much as uh, uh, former executive vice president Tom Coughlin had the last couple of years before he got canned a few months ago by um, Jags owner Shad Khan. But I think there's going to be, I think it's, I think it's going to be a deal where there's going to be a lot of consulting between Marone and Codwell. And I think Codwell as a GM has the final say, but I think Doug is going to be, uh, I think Doug's going to be giving his opinion to Dave a lot. And I think they're going to, I think you've got to see these two guys working on the same accord. You know, it's like that old saying that uh, Bill Parcells had years ago. You know, I'd like to, if I got to, I got to cook the food, I'd like to have, you know, some, some choice in the groceries that I'm cooking. So I, I think Doug is going to be interjecting his thought and opinion to Dave Codwell. That is just conjecture on my part. So look for Marone. Codwell's a GM, but look for Marone to be a consultant as well as a coach. Just saying, just my opinion. Now, Dave Codwell has a lot of experience, a lot of drafts under his belt. Codwell's made some good picks, and he's made some bad picks. There's no doubt about that. So taking a look at the uh, the situation as far as uh, Gardner Minshew, the Jags have given him the reins after the Nick Foles trade. The Jags, the number one thing with trading Nick Foles was not trading Nick because he was an average or bad quarterback. I think he's an above-average quarterback at least, maybe better than that. But it was the contract. You know, um, you know, and of course we're 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 involved in COVID nineteen right now, and I've been looking at all the reports on the news, and you know, we'll even be talking about it some. But back to the quarterback, back to the quarterback situation. And again, the reason why I brought COVID nineteen up on this report, people are interested in it because it's certainly affecting our safety, well being. And, of course, our quality of life. So it's it's part of the, the realm. It's part of the sports realm, a very, very big part with things being canceled. You don't see any Major League Baseball games right now. And as I check the calendar, it's April the 5th. The NBA season canceled its season, although they've been stirring around saying we might have some playoffs. Playoffs? 
They never finished the regular season, but we'll see. Same thing with uh, many of the other uh, sports sports leagues out there. There was no NCAA basketball tournament. First time in my lifetime, and I've been around for, for a good number of years, but the first time in my lifetime there was no NCAA college basketball tournament. Back to the quarterback situation with Gardner Minshew. He's been given the reins. Now, that could change if the Jags somehow, and, and I really hope they don't draft a quarterback early because I think that's going to, you know, I, I just think that might really upset the apple cart with, with not just Gardner, even though competition's a good thing. The fans, I think, finally have something or someone to rally and get behind. So the trade of Nick Foles was mainly to get out of as much of the contract as they could. I think the Jags are only going to save $3 million on the salary cap this year. But next year, they will actually have about a $26 million savings on what they would have had if they had have hung on to Nick Foles. So in that case, it's the contract. It's, it's not really the performance. It's more based on the injury and the size of the contract. I think going to Chicago for that fourth-round pick is, is probably a win-win for both the Bears, the Bears, and, and the Jaguars, to be honest with you. So the Jaguars have a boatload of picks, but they've got a, a boatload of needs also. But let's talk about the quarterback situation for just a moment. Our quarterback, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Gardner Minshew, personally, I saw a lot in what I liked in him in 2019. The players, now this was really an important thing for me. The Jags, you know, got a, a couple of really nice come from behind victories. When they beat the Broncos on the road, they beat the Raiders on the road in the very last game ever, perhaps ever played in Oakland now that the Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. But I saw the players rallying. They rallied around quarterback Gardner Minshew. And you have to like that part of his persona, leadership, and, of course, his game. I recently looked at a uh, film on some of Gardner Minshew's highlights. You know, I saw the games in real time, like most of all you did. But I looked at some highlights a couple of days ago, and Gardner Minshew, quite frankly, might not have the, the strongest arm in the world, but at times he was very, very accurate. Got rid of the football, made some made some good throws, some good decisions, and he's a, he's not a fast, he's not a runner. He he, I mean, he's not a guy that's just going to sit there and run the ball like other quarterbacks do, but he's a little bit elusive. And I like that about him. And I, I think you need a quarterback like that. So I think one of the number one things is Gardner. And, and when we talk about these, these things in the positive checkbox, like the players rally around him, I think this day and age in the 2020 NFL, you need that. Players, I mean, quite frankly, players just don't fall into line like they're in the Marines or something. I mean, if a player gets upset at the quarterback play, maybe he's not being targeted enough. Maybe passes are, are rolling out to him like a duck. I didn't see that with Gardner last year. I saw some good, accurate 
uh, passes, good throwing motion. Gardner was a six-round pick because, quite frankly, he's probably six foot or six foot one. He, he's not the prototypical six foot four, six foot five quarterback. Every quarterback has their thing. Gardner, he checks some good boxes. He's a very intelligent guy. I think he picks up, he picked up the playbook very good last year. Also, what I saw going back to preseason, you know, he took a heck of a shot against Baltimore in the first preseason game last year. I mean, they knocked him in the end zone, knocked his helmet off, and he got back up. He got better each preseason game last year in 2019. What did I say? 2019? Two, 2019. 2019. So Gardner took a, a licking and kept on ticking, in other words, like the old Time X commercial. So I saw him take an incredible hit. His helmet came off against Baltimore. And then after that, he got better each preseason game. Now, the regular season got tougher. I saw a touch, not a touchdown pass, but a long reception in the Kansas City game. And I guess that would have been Gardner's first regular season game. He threw a long, uh, one of his, I guess one of his first passes he, he made in the regular season. This is a guy who had great stats. I mean, Gardner's stats were very comparable and, and in some respects even slightly better than Kyler Murray with some of the uh, uh, statistical categories. Kyler Murray was picked by the Arizona Cardinals, and he was picked first overall. The Jaguars get Gardner Minshew in the sixth round, and they basically, you know, have very similar stats. So, you know, Gardner, he checks a lot of good boxes. He really does. But he, he's not 6'4", he's not 6'5". What is Gardner? Maybe six foot, six foot one, at the most. So he's not a tall guy. He's accurate, not the strongest arm in the world, but that's why he went in the sixth round. I think if, um, if teams looked back on it and could foresee what Gardner would have done in his rookie year, I think he – it could have been as high as a third-round pick. The Jags got him in the sixth round. That means they're paying him sixth-round money. The Jags, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, if I'm the Jags, unless somebody just falls to you that you love, I don't really see them drafting a quarterback, even with any of the 12 picks. They could maybe later in the draft. We'll see. But... What's interesting is, I mean, you can sign a veteran guy out there. Uh, there's a lot of those guys floating around, and I don't think they're going to be uh, that expensive. Some of some of the backups are expensive. Some are not so much. However, the Jaguars do have Josh Dobbs. I understand that Josh Dobbs and the Jags, some of the Jags receivers have already been working out. I think Josh Dobbs is working hard to get that backup, uh, keep that backup job. So there you go. That's kind of the way the quarterback situation falls into play because, quite frankly, the Jags need defensive line, interior O-line, a number one wide receiver to uh, complement DJ Chark and some of the other receivers the Jags have. So quarterback, I don't see the Jags drafting one unless there's a quarterback that just – falls to them, you know. A lot of people like Tua out of Alabama. 
I'll be honest with you, I like him too. But he's got to be healthy. Is he healthy? Is he 100%? And if he is, you know, he's been injury prone. He's been beat up quite a bit. You know, it's been well documented, um, the surgeries he's had. I mean, heck, I think he had, what, two surgeries in the last, you know, four or five months. So health would be my number one concern with Tua. Other than that, he may be the he you know he may be the top quarterback on the board. If if he was one hundred percent healthy, he'd probably be the top quarterback on the board, even ahead of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will probably go number one to Cincinnati. So the quarterback situation, I think, is solvent right now. Now I'm not saying down the road, twenty twenty one, and we're talking about not this year, but next year. I could see the Jags, depending on how, depending on Minshew's season in 2020, I can see the Jags drafting a quarterback high in 2021, depending on how 2020 goes. Because I think I think Gardner is going to get the opportunity to show some some improvement, and I can see improvement too, based on what I saw in the preseason with Gardner getting better each game, and he's a smart, intelligent guy. Uh, he's he's accurate, seems to pick up the offense uh, very quickly and well, and he's elusive in the pocket, can move around a little bit, so or maybe more than a little bit. And the fact that he can rally his teammates around him, I see that as a very as a very big attribute at this point for um, Gardner Minshew. Now he will be moving into his second year. He's not a rookie anymore. 2020 will be year two for a Gardner Minshew. So, again, I mentioned the players rally around him is what I saw, especially in the come-from-behind wins. In the NFL, you know, in the draft coming up, my feeling to Dave Codwell is, you know, general manager Dave Codwell, if I had to say anything to you, I'd say, and get some weapons around him. Let's get a number one wide receiver. Let's get some interior O-line help. Even though the Jags have um, signed tight end Tyler Eifert, and, and health is going to be his big concern too, but you know he's, he's capable of being a good to elite tight end if he's 100% healthy. So general manager Dave Codwell, we need some weapons around Gardner. Free agent tight end Tyler, Tyler Eifert is a start. That's right, free agent tight end Tyler Eifert is a start. The mustache one has some upside and honestly reminds me of a young Ken Stabler. That's that's my take on that. So there's not a lot of North Florida entertainment out there. You know, the next the next thing coming up sports-wise is, is the NFL draft. And I don't think there's going to be one pass thrown in the NFL draft, no tackles made. It's not really a sporting event, but it's a big event. Uh, the commissioner, due to the coronavirus, I don't see him getting any hugs from the players, no handshakes. A lot of the transmissions and communication will be through the Internet, the, the cell phone, telephone, et cetera, for the NFL draft. But the thing about it is the commissioner put his foot down. He put his foot down, and there's many reasons why he did. The draft will go on as scheduled April the 23rd through April the 25th. The GMs are not really all happy about it because they cannot do their due diligence by bringing all the players in for the the interviews and the look-see and that, that type of stuff. Okay, so as far as North Florida entertainment goes, my entertainment, you know, besides, 
you know, following what could happen with the Jaguars in 2020 and doing these uh, wonderful teal shirt report uh, podcast for you guys is, um, you know, I've been, I've been kind of happy with uh, the fact that and I'm not always happy with the good folks at Comcast, to be honest with you, but I will say that Comcast has done some, you know, they've done some nice things the last three weeks or so they've had some, you know, and I've, I've paid a, a pretty substantial bill also, but, but, but I will say that Comcast has had some free weekends because I don't normally buy the movie channels. I, I just do the sports channels because I need sports for the, you know, for the website I do at bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. We want to see the action where we can report, you know, report to it, report to you in a, you know, in a proper way and give you our insight on what's going on. I mean, I'm, I've been following the Jaguars since they started. I've been following the Jaguars uh, and reporting on the Jaguars in the media, um, you know, basically for over 25 years. We started reporting on the Jaguars way back in uh, 1993, two years before they even started playing a game when the franchise was awarded back in 1993. Back to some North Florida entertainment. Like I say, uh, Comcast in their uh, infinite wisdom and and uh, feeling a little charitable uh, for once, uh, Comcast uh, did give us some some free weekends. Like I said, I don't pay for the movie channels, but you know, I, I, I watched uh, the movie Sixty One on HBO during a free weekend, and I'll recommend a uh, movie to watch right now. It's 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 good. I uh, I really enjoyed it, especially if you're from Jacksonville, North Florida, but you could be a Leonard Skinner fan. If you live in Georgia, Alabama, anywhere in the nation, we've got uh, folks that listen to our podcast in Alabama, um, uh, Chicago. Uh, I'm getting reports from uh, we got listeners in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, up in Virginia. Hello, Virginia. We know you're listening. We get good stats from Anchor. No doubt about it. A lot of folks listening in Orlando, Jacksonville, et cetera. So we've got inter- international listeners. Hello, everybody. Hey guys, we got we got international listeners too. But going back to what I was saying about the um, the Leonard Skinner movie on Showtime, I have seen a lot of the documentaries, you know, and you can see them on YouTube as well. But a lot of the documentaries by Leonard Skinner are really good. Some have you know mixed play depending on the angles that they go on. And, you know, you know, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Van Zant, uh, passed away and perished, uh, uh, tragically in the, the, uh, airplane crash in uh, Mississippi, uh, back in 1977. So I watched the movie. This movie is called, if I leave here tomorrow, I highly recommend it. It's on Showtime. If you have Comcast, Showtime is running a uh, free weekend this weekend as we record uh, this uh, show or episode on Sunday morning, April the 5th. The, the movie's called If I Leave Here Tomorrow by, by Leonard Skinner. And uh, you can check, uh, I'm watching it on Showtime On Demand, where you can go through and pick out the movie you want to watch. And since Showtime is free, I'm not paying 
an individual price for the movie. It's probably worth the, the money, though, even if uh, it's not a free weekend. And the movie, again, is called If I Leave Here Tomorrow. It's another Leonard Skinner movie slash documentary, and I really like those also. I enjoy sports movies, too. So that's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report. You can follow us at BigJReport.com. Please do. That's uh, BigJReport.com. That's our website, BigJReport.com. And you can follow these podcasts, the Teal Shirt Report. If you want to support the podcast, click on the support button. A lot of people have. We've got supporters, sponsors, uh, anchors, uh, one of our sponsors too, anchor.fm. So you you do hear me do the anchor commercials from time to time on the podcast as well. So again, thank you for listening. Follow us at bigjreport.com. We've got a lot of news, sports, and weather. Uh, we do weather for North Florida and surrounding areas, uh, a lot of sports and, and some news stuff. And uh, been, a, been a lot of, uh, you know, been a lot of news on uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. As I, as I record this, on Sunday morning, April the 5th, I was getting some information on some of the counties. Duval County, Duval, we all know Duval, Duval County, Florida. Duval so far has 387 cases of the coronavirus. 44 people have been hospitalized. And um, nine people in Duval County have, have uh, died so far from the coronavirus in Duval County. One of the most famous cases is left tackle Tony Baselli, who came down with a case of the coronavirus, as he was one of those cases. And uh, Tony Baselli, the Jaguars' Pro Bowl left tackle, still hoping to get into the Hall of Fame in the future, and he should be there already. But uh, Tony Baselli had to go to ICU. His coronavirus situation was so bad, he had to go to ICU. Now he's gotten better. And he's back recovering at home. He's been back home, I think, for almost a week now, recovering from home. So, Tony, get well. So happy to hear that you've had a a, a decent and good outcome. And sounds like you're getting better. I, I did hear Tony on uh, sports radio the other day talking about it. So glad to hear he's doing well and continued uh, prayers and uh, a continued uh, uh, speedy recovery for one um, former Jaguars football player, Tony Baselli, who, who did in fact, um, did in fact uh, get the uh, uh, coronavirus, but he's back home recovering at home now after a stint in the ICU in the hospital. He was at, uh, I understand he was at Mayo actually uh, uh, here in Duval. So that's going to, and, and I'm so glad to hear that Tony's recovering and, and going to be okay. So we'll pray for everybody. And um, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Again, if you like the show or episode, if you will, you can click on the support button. We will definitely take supporters and sponsors of this Teal Shirt Report. And again, you can follow us on our website at BigJReport.com. That is BigJReport.com. And thank you for tuning into the Teal Shirt Report. It's been a pleasure uh, doing the show, the episode for you. This is uh, actually our 21st episode. Most weeks we've tried in the past to do as many as three episodes. Uh, due to some time restraints, we've, we've actually not done as many over the past three weeks, but we have done at least, we always do at least one a week. But we're honestly, and, and in most cases, we've been doing two or three a week. 
And we want to get to that point where we're doing an episode almost every other day. Be nice if we got to the point where we were doing an episode uh, every day. And I think that day will come in the future. But I enjoy putting them, putting these shows out to you. Thank you for listening. And again, we'll be back again real soon with episode number 22. This is episode number 21 now in the can. My name is Scott. And again, thank you so much for listening in to the uh, Teal Shirt Report. Thank you so much, supporters. Click on the support button. You can support the show, too. If you want to be a full-fledged sponsor, let me know as well. And you have a great day. And again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. My name's Scott. Take care. Have a nice day. Thank you.